And Justice Breyer has our opinion in case 16-1498, Washington State Department of Licensing versus Cougar Den Incorporated. Not true, but it is opinion for three of us. It's a plurality. And uh, there are two others who do concur. All right. Now, what is this about? It's in 1855, the United States entered into a treaty with an Indian tribe, the Yakima Nation. And at that time, those the tribe owned and occupied most of what is now the state of Washington. Now, in the treaty, the Yakimas agreed to give seed, part of their land, to the United States. It happens to be about, I think, about a third of the state of Washington, in return for $200,000 and certain privileges, including, quote, the thing at issue here, quote, the right in common with citizens of the United States to travel upon all public highways, end quote. Now, in 2013, Washington, its tax department, charged Cougar Den, that's a member of the tribe, $3.6 million in taxes for importing fuel into the United States by ground transportation. In particular, that wholesale distributor, it's owned by the member of the Yakima Nation, transports fuel over Washington's public highways to the Yakima Reservation for sale in the Yakima-owned retail gas stations. So we have to decide whether the right to travel provision in the treaty preempts and thereby invalidates this tax on the Yakima fuel importer. We conclude that it does. Now, we rest this conclusion upon four considerations taken together. First, the Washington statute, you have to read that statute, It taxes the importation of fuel by public highway, but not by pipeline, not by airplane. (laughs) There is such a thing. Uh, Not, in other words, by other methods. The statute says there is a tax, quote, on each gallon of motor fuel that enters into the state, but only if the entry is by means of, quote, a rail car, trailer, truck, or other equipment suitable for ground transportation. So they owed the tax only because they traveled with fuel on the public highway. Now, second, this Court has considered this treaty four times before. Each time it has considered language very similar to the language here now before us. Each time it has stressed that the treaty must bear the meaning that the Yakimas understood it to have in 1855. Why? Well, because the parties negotiated the treaty in the Chinook jargon, which I gather is a trading language of about 300 words that no tribe used as a primary language. Two, they wrote it down in English, a language that the Yakimas didn't understand at all, or at least they couldn't read or write it. And three, Many of the representations that the United States made about the treaty had no adequate translation in the Yakima's own language. And we, yet, and so taking that into account, those cases have over and over read the treaty's guarantee of, quote, the right of taking, for example, fish in common with citizens of the territory to be much more than just a right against discrimination. 
we've held that reading the treaty as giving the Akamas only anti-discrimination rights, now, rights that any inhabitant of the territory would have, would amount to, quote, an impotent outcome to negotiations and a convention which seemed to promise more and give the word of the nation for more than that. Third, the historical record indicates that the treaty negotiations and the United States representatives' statements to the Yakimas would have led the Yakimas to understand that the treaty's protection of the right to travel on the public highways included the right to travel with goods for purposes of trade. And that seems they've said that over and over, and uh, it might be cattle, it might be buffaloes, I mean, but it could be fuel. Fourth, the state of Washington's imposition of a tax upon traveling with certain goods, in our view, burdens the right to travel with goods. For example, in 1942, we said that, and there's a, a reserve fishing right in the treaty, but we said that the state uh, couldn't require the Yakimas to do what everybody else had to do who fished, buy a fishing license. Cost $5, I think. So if that $5 fishing license burdened the right to fish, we think a $3.6 million tax burdens the right to travel with goods, here fuel, upon the highways. All right, we conclude that following our earlier cases, Washington's fuel tax cannot lawfully be assessed against Cougar Den because, quote, it acts upon the Indians as a charge for exercising the very right, the right to travel on highways with goods that their ancestors intended to reserve. Justice Gorsuch has filed an opinion concurring in the judgment, which is joined by Justice Ginsburg. Chief Justice Roberts has filed a dissenting opinion which is joined by Justices Thomas, Alito, and Kavanaugh. Justice Kavanaugh has also filed a dissenting opinion, which is joined by Justice Thomas.